Hello everybody, welcome to Under the Stairs. This is Mike Saint, uh, giving you an update for the week of January 28th, 2013. Uh, new episodes coming out this week, starting Monday. It's a second intermission with Ben Whitehall. Uh First week of hockey is out of the way and we talk about it. Uh, we have scores for you, standings, and a little bit of news about some injuries. Um, other than that, uh, we have Under the Stairs DCU on Tuesday. Uh, me and Jordan are going to sit down and talk about the DC Animated Universe, also some news about the Justice League movie, and some other DC-related news. Uh, then Thursday, Jordan and Mitch are going to sit down and bitch about movies. Uh, Jordan went out and saw Movie 43 and also Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Uh, Mitch did not see those. So Jordan's talking about them this time, and uh, it's a pretty good listen. I really like the way that show's going. Um, as always, you can hit me up on Twitter. It's at uh, MikeSaint85. You can check out DCU on Twitter at at UTS DCU. You can check out DCU's Facebook as well, which is facebook.com forward slash UTS DCU. Uh, any questions, comments, you can email me at mike.underthestairs at gmail.com. Uh, but for right now, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. And I'll see you later. Filmmaking the history of cinema. Blah, blah, blah. Star in the cinema. Blah, blah, blah. Problem with American cinema. Blah, blah, blah. Destroying cinema. Blah, blah, blah. Realm of conventional cinema. Blah, blah, blah. What I was taken to was like no cinema. Blah, 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 blah. I like cinema. Hey, welcome to Cineblah. We are your hosts. I'm Jordan Keen. And I'm Mitchell Yeomans. He's excited about being Mitchell Yeomans. Oh, well, today I am. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to be here with Mitchell Yeomans. Oh, thank on you. Episode three. Episode three's company with a vengeance. <laughs> That's the name. We're going to start naming our boring looking episodes so they're more enticing when you see them. And like, that way, super nerds can be like, um, did you listen to episode. Uh... Jordan, where'd you go? Where'd you go? What? Oh, yeah. Nope. I'm still here. Oh. Oh. That's <laughs> a, a different, different voice. voice. Open your eyes. No, I don't know I why you always record this with your eyes shut. It's creepy. Ugh. Anyway, habit. Welcome to the show. How have you been? Uh, I'm, I am doing well, and you are happy to be you. I am. So that's that's good. That's good. There's good aura going on around here. <laughs> Where'd you go again? <laughs> don't don't do the voices. Stop blinking. <laughs> All right, so let's kick it off, man. We got dusty DVDs. That's right. We got. And we need to blow them off. Who, so who first? Off. You first? No, go ahead. What did you dust off this week? Uh, this week, I did Disney's The Black Hole. Ooh. It was made in 1979, and it's about a group of Earth explorers set out to search the unknown depths of the universe with a Star Trek-like or Trek-like agenda to boldly go where. People could only dream about going. Uh, Their gaze is bombarded by the discovery of the biggest black hole they've ever encountered. And with it on the outskirts is a strangely familiar vessel with mysterious and alarming uh, discoveries. (laughs) Shut up. Um, But yeah, it's good. The uh, the cast is made up of uh, Ernest Borgnine. Love him. Yeah. Uh, Robert. For for those of you who don't know who that is, he is... 
Mermaid Man from SpongeBob. <laughs> That's the only place That's, where you know. <laughs> I know him from other stuff. Uh, if, I, any, if any real heavy nerds are listening, I know him from Supercop. The only Super Fuzz, yeah. The only thing I know him other than uh, SpongeBob Super, Super. is uh, Airwolf, the 1980s Airwolf, <laughs> Airwolf show. About I love that. Ernest Borgnine though. He's he was also uh, people may have last seen him in uh, Red. Uh, um, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm saying oh yeah, that's right, but I really don't remember him. He was in it. He, I was he? think he was like the chief or something. Oh, Red Two trailer just came out. You oh that? yeah, Red Two. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm not so excited. I, I liked Red, so I, whatever. I did but that's that. We'll get yeah, to whatever. that. Anyway, <laughs> Ernest Borgnine, uh, Robert Forrester. You may know him from Jackie Brown and uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Perkins, who is also dead, but he was the original. <laughs> just saying, Norman Bates in the uh, original Psycho. So basically, so. what you're telling me, if I go to Black Hole, like they they release it in L.A. or something, I fly out there, I go watch Black Hole. The Q and A afterward is. Just I don't like going where this is going. Really Jordan. old guy, just like yeah, all my friends are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I am. The movie was no, fun. What is this? This movie, like I said, was made in 1979, and <clears> it was uh, Disney's... That was right on the brink of the, um, the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, Jordan. Oh, you it was right observant. there, right on the cusp yep. of it. Can't get anything past you. No. Uh, no, but it was Disney's answer to Star Wars. Uh, Dis- or, uh, How'd that work out for him? Uh, not so well. It, it wasn't... Uh, didn't go over so well. It wasn't big. because. So. They were, um, it's, it's still a classic. So like 30 years later, they were like, well, fuck, Black Hole didn't work. Let's buy Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't, I yeah. didn't connect the two. Yeah, I did. That's cool. But, uh, <laughs> That's it, all I can think it is a classic nonetheless because they play with some, uh, cool themes on, like, humanity and, uh, you know, existential themes, too. Well, I, I personally have never seen it, but. You should, you should watch it. You just it. sold me on it. Did I? Did I? Whoever? Oh, you basically has said not Star Wars, and I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> it's good, man. It's good. I used to watch it when I was a kid. But right. that's my dusty DVD for this week: Black Hole. Cool. Well, my DVD wasn't so dusty. Didn't really have time to collect dust, but I didn't watch much this week because I've been a little busy. But I did find time to pop in and uh, something that just got sent to me. I uh, I signed up for something online, and. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I had some ad? <laughs> no, it was a thing through Facebook. Um, but they sent they sent me a... Um, By the I, way, in case anyone doesn't know, he's Jewish. So this makes perfect yeah, sense. Free was amazing. I love free. I'm sure it was for you. Uh, but they, they sent me a DVD copy of Our Idiot Brother. And I liked, I liked that when it was out in theaters. And I, it was one I wanted, so I was... Again, thrilled that it was free. Dude, I I <clears throat> loved that movie. I did too. It's uh, it's got a lot of heart behind it. It's got a really good cast. You got, well, the idiot brother is Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. and then his three sisters that he's making life hell for: Zoe, Zoe, Zoe Deschanel, mm-hmm. Emily Banks, and Emily Mortimer. Um, mm-hmm. and it's also got supporting cast like Steve Cogan. Um. Oh, what is her name? I just lost her name. Uh, It'll come back to me, but... Okay. Oh, Rashida Jones. We, we do this every Rashida week. Rashida Jones from The Office and um, your show, from Pawnee, Parks, Indiana. Parks and Rec. Yeah. yeah. That's right. 
So uh, the funniest part of that movie is still the opening, like five minutes where he's talking <laughs> to the cop. He's just like, "Come on, man!" I'm just having a really hard time. And he's you such know, a nice guy. It's so funny. It really is funny because he is a nice guy. Like the whole idea of the story is that he sells this cop some weed because the cop asked for it, and then he was just like, he says no, like. Obviously, like you gotta be stupid to sell to a cop, and then the cop gives us like, well, it's just been really hard this week. I don't know, I'm just having a hard time, but that's not your problem. Bye. And he goes to walk away, and he's just <laughs> he's like, like, hold on, man. Here, here you go. And he's like, thank you so much. And the cop looks at him like, are you serious? He, he gets him to pay for it. He gets him to pay for the weed because he can't arrest him without paying for it. And then he, he's mm-hmm. like, all right, you're under arrest. <laughs> 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 Paul Rudd laughs about it, and he's like, no, sorry. You're what I love about that movie is that you have this dim-witted character that you see all the time in movies. But yeah. it's based in this real world where Paul Rudd is surrounded by these characters, mm-hmm. very much like the people you you know run into day day and day. They, they're nice, but they yeah, let they the do. world bother them. They're extreme characters in a movie that works somehow, yeah. like... Because otherwise, I, I think you could have played this movie out a lot differently and it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> and at the end of the movie, they sort of drive him crazy and drive that lovable sense about yeah, him out. Yeah, because really the whole thing is that they, they sell it as a movie like, oh, already a brother's coming to town. How's he going to fuck shit up for us? Yeah. I'm really, when you're watching it, he's pretty sane. They And it's them. Him. It's them who's really... It's them fucking their own shit up. Yeah. But him just bringing light to it. <laughs> I love at the and end I really of the movie enjoy that. where he's like, two guys working in a homemade candle store. What a cliche. <laughs> what a cliche. <laughs> anyway. They really are funny. So that's my dusty pick. Uh, Those are, I, I tend not to let it get too du- dusty because I do like that movie. I plan on watching it a lot more. I, you made me want to so, watch it again. I'll let, I'll you. let you borrow We'll oh. swap, we'll swap dusties. High five. Did everybody hear that? I hope awesome. they did. We just made right. the dog bark. <laughs> so, on to Cinnabuzz. All right, Cinnabuzz. <laughs> what, uh, you start us off, friend. All right, well, I'll take this because it's uh, it's in my home field, my home turf. Yeah, we're in. DC has Did you recognize me, my voice? I, I did, I did. Oh, man. Because they all sound the same. <laughs> DC and Warner Brothers has... Uh, Put out a statement letting everybody know who the lineup is going to be over at uh, the Justice League. And everybody already knew it was going to be Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern. Of course. Uh, who's the fifth that they put in there? I'm not sure. But I know that they said... Mysterious man whispers something in my ear. Uh, there's not going to be a Martian Manhunter, which I'm upset about. I like Martian. I do too. Who, uh, who would you have play Martian Manhunter? Well, we'll get to that in a second. But black, there's no Black guy. Black guy. Oh, so yeah, no, I said it all. All right, Flash, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Batman, Superman. That's who's in. So no, no Matt Martian Manhunter, no Aquaman, and no uh, the notes say Hawkeye. Oh, is I'm that a taking typo? the notes away. Uh, it was a typo. Somebody embarrassed Shut himself. Up. I am embarrassed. I'm no Green me. Arrow. No Green Arrow. <laughs> I mean, Jeremy Renner won't be showing up either. Yeah. If he does, it's. I don't know, he might. Different. He's showing up in fucking everything. But uh no, who would I I I was thinking about who I would cast as Martian Manhunter. Um one of the top choices I put was uh, uh Eldris Alba. Dude, I was just about to say the guy who plays Luther. Um then the other Not one like Luther. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was in that Tomb Raider 2. 
He was the African guy in Tomb Raider 2. Um, he was also more recent. He was in Blood Diamond, Push. Oh, Dijamon. Dijamon. or with the H. Hammond. I don't know. I he's Dijon Hammond. He's uh. <laughs> he's just like, oh, they took he's my really wife. Good. Help he's, me, Leo. He's really good. I um, found this blood diamond. Jesmond Hunzu. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's his name. Anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him guy from Tomb Raider Two. <laughs> but no. Huh? Jaiman Hansu. Wait, who was that, Jordan? That's the uh, the walls talk here. The walls. I don't like this place. It gets creepy at night, but whatever. All right. Uh, so... No, but he's a, he's a really good choice. Those were my two top choices. Um, but being that it's Hollywood, it would probably wind up being like <laughs> Tyler Perry Samuel or Jackson. something. <laughs> it, it would be uh, um. Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. There you go. It would wind good. up being He's him. so versatile. But uh, I don't know. How do you feel about be, that? How do you be, feel about them omitting those characters? Because I know you read comics. I know you like them. Yeah, yeah. I like... Uh, I, I would have liked to have seen an Aquaman. Aquaman fan. And I don't I, mind from, not seeing from what I From what I heard, they're going to do... Hopefully do cameos. So uh, whatever makes them strip this movie down... And focus on like core characters. I'm okay with because if they're going that route and not trying to get too busy, because let's yeah. face it, this movie is going to be a train wreck. It's, it's going to be busy as shit. Yeah. It's it's going to be a train <clears throat> yeah. It's I I don't have a lot of hope for this movie. I don't but know. as a fan, I'm excited. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. still going to watch it though. But uh, I'm so, okay with it. Um, Next movie news uh, or Cinebus, sorry. Frank Darabont talks a little bit about his screenplay for the new Godzilla, and yeah. sadly, no Matthew Broderick. No, you know, no. Well, actually, when we get closer to Godzilla, a friend of Under the Stairs is going to have to get on here and uh, lay down some fucking knowledge. Because yeah, for real, our friend uh, Justin Mullis. Good God, is that his he, real name? Mm-hmm. He no, wait, Justin Mullis. Good God. Oh, <laughs> nah, that guy. He knows some Godzilla. Really? He well, we could have a three-hour-long podcast, people, and it would still not be enough. People, a lot of people don't know, but Godzilla came out, and it was uh, it's a the original Godzilla was a big deal oh, yeah. to to Japanese culture because it sort of spawned because well, it, it out showed of... their history, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That was, no, it actually happened. That happened in it, uh, 1748, movie, actually. Let me talk. Oh, yeah. it, the movie came out originally right after America was so nice and nuked their land with the <laughs> atomic bomb. So it kind of came out of their fear of like the bomb, the atomic <laughs> bomb. And they, so they were like, oh the no, story, this is going to happen. Yeah, the story is where like uh, nuclear energy creates this, this monster to terrorize the land. So it was kind of... and. From what Frank Darabont was saying is it's kind of kind of be an allegory based on, I don't know, some type of terrorism or something current. But so it, is, it, it is being brought up to date. It's not going to... Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, man, I just... Hopefully I could talk to him about this Matthew Broderick thing. I want him back Well, in there. we'll get him on the phone He's after gonna this redeem and we'll, himself, we'll figure it man. out. Here's some more news. I know that you're looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this. HBO has just said that a bored to death movie will be in the works. That is exciting. That is exciting. If uh, you don't know, 
Bored to Death was an HBO show that was short-lived. It had three seasons. The creator was uh, the same name by the same name as uh, Jason Schwartzman's character mm-hmm. in uh, in the what show. Jo- uh, Jonathan Ames, I think yeah, it was. Jonathan Ames. And fuck you! You didn't creator. think I knew. Well, because you were saying it like that. I'm sorry. I need to have more faith. Yeah. But no, it's it's created by Jonathan Ames. It's starring Jason Schwartzman. Watch it's... me be totally wrong. And we're just <laughs> no, you're you're right. Who else was <laughs> it? It was Ted Danson and Zach. Uh, Zach Galifianakis. I think it's pronounced Galifianakis. Galifianakis. Well, all right, we'll go with Zach Galifianakis for now. Right, but. That's fine. Um, great show. It's basically about. Uh, it's like it's like a a modern New York noir a, detective. Yeah, detective noir stories yeah. set today with pretty much a bumbling idiot and his friends. And those who don't know who've never watched it, it starts off with Jason Schwartzman's girlfriend leaving him, and he's just like, no. And she's just like, you smoke too much pot, and you drink too much. And he was just like, and no, but I'm, as well. I'm, I'm switching to white wine. Yeah. <laughs> and so that I was a really good joke. Yeah. So yeah, he's a novelist, and he's trying to draw yeah. ideas after his girlfriend leaves. After, and he had just wrote uh, this kind of hit novel yeah right? he kind of broke out with this and they wanted more and but he was at a loss for a joke he posted on the internet on craigslist about uh him being a private private eye. detective yeah and so he takes on these like really outlandish cases uh trying to discover and find things it's very funny each episode's a new case and i kind of mm-hmm. like that and it's just i do it's they're funny. really fast and it's if you funny. like swordsman and i can't believe uh last week we mentioned coppola's and swordsman and i didn't uh mention jason swordsman's new movie that i just watched the trailer for fuck i forgot the name it's uh <laughs> roman coppola his movie okay uh, so I another coppola it, so. it's uh, starring uh charlie sheen Oh, Charlie Charles Swan. Swan the Third. Charles Swan the Third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mind of Charles Swan the Third, but it looks crazy. I still haven't watched the trailer for that. It's so it, watch it and get to back that. to me next week. All right, because it's good. All right, this next piece of news. This is big. It's a big deal. This is huge. Do you want to say it on three? On three. On three. Maybe four. Let's. You know what? For safe measure, we'll go to six. No, we'll go to seven. We'll go to seven. That's appropriate. Yeah. Okay. One, two, two three, three, four, five, six, six seven. J.J. J. J. Abrams, Abrams directing Star Wars. Di- directing Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, there you go. J.J. Man. Oh my God, I'm I'm really really happy about this because when Disney first told me that <laughs> they they called me up, they said they said Mitchell, um, we want to run something by you. We're I we're thinking about buying Lucasfilm. See, they didn't even give me that courtesy. I found out on Twitter. They tweeted me. Like, they, hey, we just bought did. it. And I was like, you dicks, what? Oh, man. I I don't know. I used to mm. clean George's house for him. <laughs> and uh, we're kind of tight. Yeah. But he's an asshole. I, he's I stole so much. <laughs> he doesn't even know. But no, I'm no, he does excited know. about JJ. I'm, I don't know, man. Like, everybody gave Star Wars shit when Disney bought it. I'm fine with Disney, man. Disney has brought us some of the best shit that I've watched ever. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on them because they put out a lot of straight to DVD shit. Yeah, um, they don't put out like even their straight anymore. to DVD not anymore. movies. I just watched the Tigger movie and it's good. Tigger movie got a uh, wide release. Oh, well then I'm yeah. But uh, I'm I'm just I don't know. He's already got Star Trek. Yes, which J.J. Abrams has gone on the record as saying like I I didn't want to do Star Wars because it was offered to him early on. 
He's like, I, I didn't want to do it because there was a lot of responsibility involved because I'm a fan, because of the fans of the movie. Mm-hmm. I, and I can understand that. If I, I'm a fan of Star Wars, I'm, if they were giving me the opportunity to do it, I'm going to panic a little and yeah. trying to make what I want and what you guys want and what everybody wants. And he said with Star Trek, he wasn't a fan, so he just made something he wanted to watch. He wanted to make Star Star Trek he was the way a he fan wanted of to. Star Trek. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he, he was, was, man. He was not a fan of Star Trek. He I said could've. this. He surrounded himself with people who were tremendous fans of Star Trek. I mean, and he himself was a fan. Now he is, but he was not. Uh, he was not. Go back and listen to the interviews. Okay, I will. Because uh, how many times have you been wrong and I've been right? <laughs> a lot. A lot. A lot. So, yeah, but he, he did say that. He wasn't a fan, so he felt that free... To go ahead and make the Star Trek movie he would want to watch. So I kind of like that. I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. I need a trailer and a full cast list. <laughs> but uh, oh, I just don't know. If he puts lens flares on the lightsabers and shit. It's going to be badass. Shut up. It's going to be badass. It'll be Dude, cool for like one thing. And then you'll be like, all right, this is starting to We haven't eyes. had a visual artist since... Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Irving Kirshner. Yes. We haven't had someone taking a a really awesome cinematic approach to Star Wars until now. Well, here's one thing. And you better believe he's going to be thinking, J.J. Abrams is smart. He's not... He's going to keep his style, but he's not going to keep the same uh, obvious. He's going to try to separate himself from Star Trek. Yeah, well, obviously. And I I'm, I am a little, I'm still a little optimistic. I, I will say this, the look of Star Trek. Optimistic. Yeah, the look of Star Trek gives me hope for the look of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Which is so weird to fucking say. Because we, we have been at war for, for years. <laughs> um, Dude, I love Star Trek. But you also, know. I listen, because... I, I do like the new Star Trek movies. I uh, <clears throat> I watched the uh, interviews and stuff on that a while back. And what gives me a little bit of faith here is that J.J. Abrams was saying, if I can do it live, in camera, do the shots that I need with the special effects that I can use on set, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try everything I can to make sure that I am filming it for real and I don't have to use CG or digital effects. That made me happy. Does does it um, make you excited? J.J. Abrams kind of touching in a sort of uh, mysticism, whereas Star Trek is like logistically based yeah. in reality. Yeah. Uh, even even his movies like, uh, of course, Mission Impossible Three. I, here's what was, and and uh, what's his other uh, Super Eight? Super they eight. they all Fantastic. have this. Yeah, they all have this like sci-fi appeal, but it's all based sort of in like a very logical thing. Yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. And um, he's gonna play with this like fairy tale mysticism, basically, because that's what Star Wars is. That's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. I think he he knows action pretty well too. So I feel like we might finally get some badass Jedi action going on. Yes. But here's the thing. This is a true story. I'm not even bullshitting. The day, I think it was the day before this was announced. My I have a t- I don't have a whole lot of books, but the books I do have are mostly Star Wars. You don't have a whole whole lot. <laughs> whole lot. Whole lot. I'm whole sorry. Lot. I'm still getting over a cold. I don't have a don't, whole lot. Don't blame it on a cold. You just suck at talking. Right, either way. I, most of the books I have are Star Wars books, and I have them on a bookshelf over my DVD shelf. It's a separate shelf, but it's over my DVD shelf. <laughs> the Star Trek DVD that I have 
is the one that's the special edition that came inside of the U, uh, U.S. Enterprise. Two nights ago, right before this was announced, the books fell. My Star Wars books fell and crushed the, <laughs> the Enterprise. <laughs> the Enterprise is now on my floor with a Star Wars book on top of it. <laughs> like I saw it this morning as I was getting ready for work. I was like, oh, this my pictures are skew and my books have fallen. What is Oh man. Maybe it was that guy inside the walls. Might have been that guy inside the walls. Something. But I I think it's an omen. <laughs> hey, let me out of here. I need to pee. So it, it could either mean I, I think it just means that JJ Abrams is gonna pull it out and it's going to trump Star Trek. Pull what out? Which also can bring up the argument because we have a, we have Trekkies around here at Under yeah. the Stairs. Yeah. And <laughs> I think what's going to happen now is because, like I've been saying, the argument between, Star, or between Trekkies and Star Wars fans have been going on for, for years. That's true. And now you have the same director. I feel like you're getting repetitious movies. in your Shut up, speech man. right now. I'm just saying. It's going, it's going to cause a lot of intergalactic struggle. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's the Cinebuzz this oh, week. Um, Dude, I'm, really I'm excited. No, we're going to segue before we get into our Cineview um, okay. uh, for the week. Uh, we're going to do... We did top five at the end of last week's episode yeah. with Arnold. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, uh, since we have big J.J. Abrams news, I'm happy about. Yeah. We all should be. Okay. But uh, we're going to do top five. Oh, well, it's usually top five. And I'll we're tell gonna you. Go, yeah, we'll go with three today. We're going with three. But we usually do top five. And we're going to keep it with top five for a while because of uh, my admiration for the movie High Fidelity starring John Cusack. It was uh, real big. Uh, he was doing top five favorite everything. Top five breakups. Top five. You haven't seen High Fidelity. But no. that's sort of what I like to pay <coughs> homage to. Whatever. All right. So top three directors that you may have liked to have seen we're gonna we're gonna go uh me first you first me first or not me first you (laughs) just just yeah give one all right all right uh my first one is uh christopher nolan chris nolan chris nolan all right Uh, i'm gonna say wes anderson god damn it it would have been interesting it would have just it would have been interesting yeah so tim burton whatever you took my number two (laughs) (laughs) go go ahead uh wes anderson's so bad i want to linger on that no, Wes Anderson would have put on a... I think it would have been a weird thing. I mean, it wouldn't have been a good Star Wars, but I would have I, been curious to just see what they would have done. And they did offer it to him. Okay. My no, se- I'm sorry. They didn't offer it to him. He was, there was a list of people that he was on. But I think it was a joke. I'm sure it was. Who's your second? A bad idea. My second one is uh, Duncan Jones, Ziggy Jr. Okay. Uh, the guy who did, uh, for those who don't know, Source Code and Moon. Yeah, he's so, good. He's I said Ziggy Jr. because he's David Bowie's, Bowie's son. son. Yeah. Um I'm gonna I would have liked to have seen Spielberg take over, possibly. I don't know. Just because he's friends with Lucas, he knows the material. Although we we did see uh Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No, so. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he made it. No. Uh, Who's your number three? My my number three or my number one because number one. Right. My number one. I have a trend of like uh, upcoming directors who know how to handle sci-fi. Uh, so my number three is uh, Ryan Johnson, the guy Looper. who did Looper, Brick, and he proved to us with Looper that that would have been can, really good. Yeah, he can uh, he can handle 
sci-fi really well and put a really strong narrative yeah. and a uh, human story intertwined um, with it. My number one pick uh, is me. I don't trust anybody I more than like I trust myself. that answer. Oh, man. So. How'd you do that? You uh, just spin things. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Inception. If Hollywood's ready for it, I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you so that, that brings us to our Cineviews. Come see, come see. Anyway, the views are better above ground. Cineview. And uh, again, I was sitting at the movies alone. <laughs> That I one, went stag. This, this was not my fault. Okay? I know, I know. Miscommunication, Miscommunication. yada, yada, blah, blah. Yeah. Take yeah. a walk, man. Anyway, I went to the movies no. and I watched uh, Movie 43 and Hansel and Gretel. Those were the two ones I wanted to kind of check out this week. Okay. The new releases. Uh, we're just going to touch briefly on these because we don't have a lot of time. And there's not too much to talk about with them. They are what they are and you got what you get when you go. All right. Like Join us man. next week. No. <laughs> they um, are what they are. They get what they get. Excuse movie. me, I'm about to have my bowel movement for the day. <laughs> movie 43 is basically just a, a sketch comedy thing, kind of in the, the vein of like a Kentucky Fried movie or a scary movie. Those type I, of, but those I are more spoofs. Review, I read a review that, and you can tell me if this lines up, that at best it's a, a raunchy SNL sketch. I couldn't have put it any better. Okay. So there are better writers than us there, yeah. <laughs> out there. Because um, that's good. It, it basically does. I mean, you even have one skit that has like Jason Sudeikis in it. So then it really starts to feel like a SNL skit, which mm-hmm. was actually one of my favorite skits. It's superhero speed dating in Gotham. I thought it was really funny. Jason uh, Sudeikis. Really, really is a funny guy. He plays Batman. <laughs> and he's coming in and he's fucking shit up for Justin Long, who's playing Robin. And uh, it's it's just, a, it's a really funny short. All right. Some of the shorts fall flat. Some of them work really well. Um, but it's basically, they tie it all together as uh, somebody is trying to sell a script to a studio. Mm-hmm. And here the ideas are in it. Oh, that's and cool. so then it goes off into these skits, and they're just like, Dude, "We can't sell right. this. There's no way." I got, I got two questions uh, for you before we jump to Hansel and Gretel yeah. and uh, leave you guys. Um, my first one is, uh, "What was your favorite sketch?" Explain it briefly. I just did. I really think it might have been the uh, the, uh, the, Batman the speed dating Moore. one. I thought that was really funny. There was another one too that um, they they break for a commercial. <laughs> And, um, in like a grindhouse fashion? No, not even. They like cut back to the guy that's trying to sell the movie, and he's like, "Hey, what do you think about throwing commercials in there? I think it's kind of edgy, kind of new, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> but the commercial itself was what was really funny, and it was it was so funny. It's it's people berating machines like mm-hmm. ATMs, copiers, stuff that hands things out to you, vending machines, stuff like that, and it's slow mo, kind of black and white. People just angry as hell and kicking it and spitting on them and shit. And then it reveals that there's children inside these things. <laughs> and, and these children are just crying inside as these people are yelling at them. And like the ATM, it's children like holding wads of cash and like putting out not enough. And then they're beating it down. And these children are inside just like, Oh no. And it's so funny. Nothing's said. It's just, it's, 
music played over it. It's almost like one of those Alanis Morissette, like, help those fucking dogs not get beat thing. And then at Wait the very a minute, end, no, is, you mean Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin, I'm sorry. <laughs> Alanis Morissette. <laughs> I know, sorry. Did Sarah you Ma- forget about me? Mr. And then two. at the very end of that commercial, it said machines. There's kids inside. <laughs> and that to me, I lost my shit. I All right, so, so uh, second one, wrap it up. <coughs> um, is this movie worth paying the overpriced price? I, s- I say it's definitely worth getting stoned and watching on Redbox. We don't condone getting high on anything here under the Disclaimer. Um, but if you were to drink a lot of Mountain Dew, go see this movie. Yeah, get, get hopped up on Mountain Dew. Yeah. That'll be like our, uh, How I Met Your Mother reference where they always talk about smoking pop, but it's like, we ate sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, then, then after I got done with movie 42, I, I made my way over to Hansel and Gretel, which I wasn't, I was thinking in my head like, this Hansel, is going to be. Hansel, Hansel. So hot so right hot now. right now. And you know what? <laughs> I believe that. I was I was going into Hansel and Gretel just like all right here we go I gotta watch this thing this week. It's an hour and twenty eight minutes, including credits, mm-hmm. longer than the movie forty three. So I was kind of like uh-huh, at first. I liked it a lot. This movie has action, comedy, um, fairy tale shit. Like it's just it is a lot of fun. It's a fun movie and like. And when people were seeing it coming out, they were uh, comparing it to the Brothers Grimm uh, and Von Helsing, which I I don't know about you. I think we've had this discussion. We like the Brothers Grimm. Yes, yes. Terry Gilliam's Brothers Not a lot of people like it. I did. I kind of enjoy it's, it. It's a mess. It's, but it is a little bit, but it's fun. It's Terry Gilliam mess. Not a lot of people fun. like Von Helsing. I have problems with Von Helsing, but it's fun. I still it's can fun. watch it every now and again. There's just, it, it does have its problems. Mm-hmm. Um, Hansel and Gretel though, and at first I was kind of worried because it shows the origin story, the kids going into the candy house and stuff. And the the candy house kind of looked CG. And at first I was like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> After you get past the candy house, I don't think there's a ton of CG in there. There's a lot of like live special effects and i loved it not they something even, you'd expect from like a like no, a b movie no not at all like up. you expect some of this stuff like one of the characters in the movie is a troll i'm pretty sure that guy was not cg it looked like a jim henson suit like back mm-hmm. in the day of like from labyrinth or something it was really good i really enjoyed it and um one of my favorite things about this movie is the sense of humor that it had about itself like, you got this big action movie. It's supposed to be Hansel and Gretel, badass witch hunters. And because of the, the, the story where they, they're held captive in the witch's house, candy house, Hansel is now a diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> and there's parts in the movie where, like, he's fighting the witches and stuff, and then he's got, like, this... Insulin? This, no, he's got this timer on his on his watch, like an old old thing that he made himself. And all of a sudden, he's like, ding! And he's like, ooh, uh, and he pulls out this ginormous needle, and he's got to like, <laughs> and put it in his leg and stuff, and he has to explain it to a girl that he meets. She's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I just have to do this or I'll die. <laughs> Low blood sugar. <laughs> I, I was forced to eat a lot of candy as a child, and now I'm sick, and I could die. And how, I does, like, how does Jeremy Renner handle a movie like that? Because He un- knew what type of movie he was in. Until, like, the only kind of fun movie we've seen him in... Was The Avengers. Was Avengers. And he was... Way- and I did not... I and didn't he, like was, him in the Avengers he was Loki-pokey, demon-possessed. Yeah. 
Now, this movie, he, he's having fun. I had fun watching him. His co-star playing Gretel, um, uh, just, I can't pronounce her name. Greta, I can't pronounce her last name. Okay. Greta, it, it, she's beautiful, though. Okay. Good God, she's beautiful. Like, she's, I, oh, that costume. All right, so oh, my question, my question is: This movie <coughs> is this movie worth the price? This one I think is worth uh, the price of admission. I really had a lot of fun. I actually, it's a short movie. I might go back and watch it again, uh, just because you can. It's one of those movies that you could you get in, you get out, you got all the information you need, you got all the action that you need, and then bang, you're fun. out of there. Okay, yeah, I had fun. And the other thing is too, I wanted to say that they um, a lot of movies like this, like with Von Helsing and. Uh, Brothers Grimm, you get a lot of dark, dark scenes. Like, a lot of stuff's going on in the shadows, and you can't see a lot of the action going on. This was like 3D, wasn't it? They had, they did release it in 3D. I watched the 2D. It didn't seem like there was, like, a lot of stuff in it that would have been, like, whoa. So I don't really mind. Okay. Um, But it, it was shot during the day. A lot of this is during the day, and I liked that. That would have been funny if <clears throat> Hansel was just running through the forest and misfires his bow, and you hear, Nyah! and it's like uh, <laughs> Andy Circus on the <laughs> ground, like <laughs> stupid, stupid Arrow Man. But no, he get out of here, Caesar. It's a lot of you can see the action going on because it's during the day. There's not a lot of that like slow mo, like let's follow the arrow into the witch's head. Yeah. It's just straightforward action. They do they something gangster they get squad their, used as a crutch. Yeah. They get their, their R rating through some of the violence that they use, which I thought was really cool. They got some like in the like kind of like Zombie Land, the way that they would kill people in that and stuff. It was like witch kill of the day, like to me. It was like oh, that's gotcha. that's pretty cool. So yeah, I I say go ahead watch Hansel and Gretel pay pay for it because it's wait for uh, wait for Redbox wait for Redbox for movie fifty three. I think 43. you might forty three. Yeah. I think you might enjoy it more. And then Hansel and Gretel, definitely go check it out as soon as you can because I, I really had a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, uh-huh. that's those are my reviews for the right week. Right on. Um, Maybe next well, week I can get you to go to the movies with me. It's not going to happen. All right. But, well, uh, that is all for this week, folks. I'm Mitchell Yeomans. I'm Jordan Keene. And I'm going to go pee in that sink. That was way too much information. Good night, everybody. The grooviest filmmaker in the history of cinema. Blah, blah, blah. Walls are closing in. I'm a glowing star in the cinema. Blah, blah, blah. That's the problem with American cinema. Blah, blah, blah. Me, blah, 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 me, me, me. You are destroying cinema. Blah, 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 blah. I'm okay. Realm of conventional cinema. Blah, blah, blah. Where I was taken to, brothers, was like no cinema. I'm not a complicated man. I like cinema. Blah, 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 blah. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. Thank you for listening to our old war stories.